<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Killing the Business Wrestling Podcast. And this is your main event of the evening with a 60-minute time limit. Your man in charge of this episode is your current interim intercontinental champion and the king of New England, Sick Vic. This show has been killing it ever since I started to kill the business. We recently won the war against Five Star Revolution. But after any war, you still have tension. And what better guests for tonight than a professional wrestling's flower child from Ignite Wrestling with three years of experience in the sport, but absolutely killing it, Eliza Hayes. How are you doing today, ma'am? I'm good. How about you? <laughs> I am doing very well in very cold New England. <laughs> Have to send you some sunshine from down here. I would really like that, especially for Saturday. We're supposed to, it's supposed to be three degrees. Oh, man. <laughs> it so- was... I had to put on a sweatshirt this morning. I mean, it was kind of chilly here. Yeah, but it's not like New England. <laughs> I, I'm envious. I admit that. I'm envious. <laughs> I think we had a foot of sun this morning. I would just be happy if we got snow. <laughs> I and mean, forget about this cold and the ice and everything. It's just good snow. Because at least it's a little warmer. Yeah, that's true. And the kids like the snow, so you can't go wrong there. <laughs> So how would you describe your career using one word? Hmm. Colorful. Why would you say that? Um, mostly because I, well, I mean, you, you've seen the wrestling business. There's a lot of personality in this business inside and outside the ring. There's so many people and so many crazy personalities that I've run into in the last four years. And it's just insane. <laughs> some people make you laugh. Some people just make you shake your head. Oh, I can. Doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So describe the, us to the, the day that you had your very first match in the ring. Um, it was actually not really planned out. Um, some people have like their first match booked by their trainer, like months in advance and they get ready for it and they practice for it and everything. Um, I was refereeing a show at the school and the, the one girl comes in and we play her opponent's music and nobody comes out. So this girl just starts trash talking her no-show opponent starts trash talking the crowd and I've been refing for this crowd for months now because I'd been training for about a year at that point and most of that I was refing to get just some ring experience so I told her that you know hey these are my people you can't be sitting here trash talking my people and she's like okay well what are you gonna do about it so I was like well you want an opponent here I am so I kind of took off the ref shirt, threw it, and we called in another ref, and that was my first match. Yeah, but did you win it? No. No. <laughs> the F to heart was but in it. I put in an effort. Hey, that's all that matters. <laughs> so what makes your character different from the rest? Um... I think just the energy, like I always try to bring 
just like this light bright energy in with me and I know like the kids always love it they pick up on it um I definitely have the largest flower in the business I could tell you that um I use a very large flower as part of my entrance and I think that's mostly what sets me apart is that I, I try and really engage the crowd. Mm-hmm. I would agree because every time, you know, if I see a promo that you're on or a match that you're in, you, you can't help but to smile. I mean, is that what you're going for? I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, because when, when you watch wrestling, like a lot of the time, you can just watch people doing moves and it's like, yeah, okay. But you have to have some connection to that person in the ring to really care about how it goes. Like you could see somebody do all the most impressive moves in the list, but if they don't give you a reason to, to cheer for them, like a reason to some connection with them, mm-hmm. then you're just sitting on your hands the whole time. I try to connect with people so that I can give them something to cheer for. Even though you've only been in professional wrestling for a couple of years now, would you have you ever played the heel role? And if not, would you? Um, I've tried it a little bit in training sometimes, just so that you can work on like different moves because the heels always bust out some of the, the dirty moves and it's always good to practice those and, kind of learn those because if you know how they do them, sometimes you can learn how to get out of them. But the thing that always got me about trying to do that is like you said before, I smile too much. (laughs) So like I'm trying to beat somebody up. I'm like, oh, sorry. You know, like I'm sitting there apologizing to them because I I just did something mean, you know, and I, I just don't know if I have it in me to be the heel no, it'll be weird. The character right now. It's it was it was like when WWE when Bailey turned heel. It's mm-hmm. like it took a while to get used to it. Yeah. It's not wrong. If you know those guys in WWE, those geniuses who think they know better. <laughs> but that's another story. So, what are some of your favorite memories in your short career? Um. I think some of my favorite memories are just getting to work with people that, that I know that I've trained with. Um, Because when you get that familiar with somebody, you don't really need to talk a whole lot. Like, you know what each other, you know, you know what this person does. They know what you do. So you can just go into that ring and you can have fun and, I think those are, are some of my favorite matches to do. Those are some of my favorite memories is just kind of just rolling around in there with, with people that you know and you like and not yeah. afraid to get tough on. Yeah, always with friends, it's make it even better, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Plus getting to meet some celebrities. Uh, that's been fun over the years. What are some of the celebrities that you've met? Um, I've met Gangrel a few times because I, I work with Anna Diaz, who, who's his daughter. Um, I've, I've worked her at several shows, so I've, I've met him several times. Um, 
Matt Cardona, I met him WrestleMania weekend last year. That man is huge. Like, really? seeing him in person, it's just like, ooh. I got a picture with him because I, I just had to show like the size difference. It was insane. And he's such a sweet guy too. Um, I think one of the more recent ones was Bushwhacker Luke. He was hilarious. If you ever get to meet him, he is so funny. <laughs> yeah, I've been meaning to reach out to him, see if he'll come on the podcast. Oh yeah, he, he will have you in stitches. He is just so hilarious. I remember Bushwhacker Wook when he was part of the Sheep Herders in NWA. <laughs> like they tore a day and night from what the Bushwhackers were. <laughs> I mean, it's it's great. I'm firm as Bushwhackers, but just I just stay in my age. That's great. I feel good about myself. <laughs> so with the celebrities that you met, give us the dirt. Who were the ones that were like jerks? I really haven't met any that that have been like jerks i mean everyone's been really cool everyone's been really nice um even uh jimmy hart like the, that guy is really really busy and he took the time to just stop and take a picture with me um even though he was trying to just take a break from all the fans coming in so like everybody's just been really nice and i'm, I'm glad i haven't met any of my heroes that have been jerks because that would make me sad but uh, so far, everyone's been really cool. What are some of the most important lessons that you've already learned? Um, let's see. I think an important one that I kind of learned in the last year is, and, and it might sound kind of funny, but it's to, uh, to stand up for yourself. Because a lot of times when you're in this business, there are some people who are very convinced of their ability in the ring. And, I, and I've gone against some amazing people, but sometimes they just have all these ideas and they want to do all these things. And some, it's hard sometimes to face that enthusiasm and be like, okay, well, slow down, hold on. And you have to be able to do that. You have to be able to tell somebody, no, we can't do this thing, or that might not be good to do in this match. Maybe we could do that another time. And it's a tough lesson to learn sometimes because you want to get along with everybody. And you're always afraid to say no because that person might think you're hard to work with, but it's an important thing to do. For your safety and for theirs. Yeah, but is, is an attitude more important than, you know, hard to work with? Because some people have a good attitude, but it's still hard to work with. Yeah. Just because, you know, because the chemistry is not there or whatever. Yeah. But and some people are like that too, where they can be the nicest person, but you just don't have chemistry with them in the ring. Yeah, it's just, it's like a date, isn't it? And you go yeah. out with someone and they just, it's like, you're cool and everything, but it's not working out. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us some of, the, some of the moves that you can do now that you've never thought you could were, be able to do when you first started training. Um, well, pretty much all of them. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't really confident in myself when I first started training. 
Um, but no, some of the things, uh, I think maybe like just the simple things, like the rolls and the flips and things like that, because I was never a gymnastic kid or anything like that. So I was always like, if I try and roll, I'm going to land on my head. And it has happened several times, but for the most part, for the most part, it's pretty fun. Um, I don't land on my head that much anymore. But yeah, like just simple things like that, like the athletic part of it, I, I never thought that I'd be able to get in there and move and throw punches and lift people up and throw them around the ring like I, I do now. But uh, it was hard getting to the point where I could do that, like getting the strength up and everything and the confidence to throw somebody across the ring. But I'm, I'm glad I took the time to do it. <laughs> Is there any like fields in the professional in the sport that you want to venture to when you get like more and more settled in the ring? Um, I think that I would like to do more refing once I get to a point where I can't do as much um, in the ring as as a wrestler anymore. I think I'd still like to keep going on and refing because I, I do it every now and again, but it's it's a lot of fun. And you get that really close up experience of the match. And it's, it's nice to still be part of the story, even if you can't be the story, you know? Right. Yeah. It's like, I know I'm no, I'm not in shape to be a professional wrestler. I never knew I would never be one. So I just <laughs> do like, like, for example, the podcast, you know, and so you're still part of it, but you're not like in it. I was just going to say, um, you never know, though, because when I first started, I was hesitant at first because I had had neck surgery a few years before. Um, I had a C5-6 fusion. I have a plate in the back and a cadaver bone and all that fun stuff. And I thought that I wouldn't be able to do anything like this because of that injury and never really being athletic before. But if you want to do it, and if you have the passion to do it, I say give it a try, because if your heart is in it, you'd be surprised what you can do. I absolutely agree, 100%. My very first wrestling podcast, my co-host was like, I don't want any bothering the wrestlers to come on because I don't want them not to like me anymore. As I'm like, they don't know who you are. <laughs> There's no point of like, if you just, just take a deep breath, send a message, and if they get back to you, great. If they don't, you can say you tried. And yeah. I got one of the brightest stars on my show now, and I'm very grateful for it. Aww. It's all about taking that chance. Yeah. And but, not everyone's going to try to take that chance on you. So sometimes you got to take that first step and you just got to jump in. I always feel like that people are going to judge you for something else. So it's like, you know, if you don't do one thing, it's going to be something else you're going to judge. Yeah. But in the end of the day, I mean, their opinion really doesn't matter. They can judge you, but they're not the one walking in your shoes. So as long as you're happy doing what you're doing. So what do you think people, the number one thing that people misunderstand, misunderstands you about? about you and you misunderstood 
I'm not really sure. I mean, I, I try to be a pretty open book. I do a lot of stuff on social media. Um, I think maybe one of the things is my size. I'm kind of short and let's just say that my proportions would be fine if I was about a foot taller. Uh, <laughs> so I think a lot of people see that and they underestimate what I can do because they think, oh, you know, she's a bigger girl and she's not going to bring in people. She's not going to draw people. People aren't going to watch, going to want to watch her. But that's why I try so hard to make that connection because I want people to see that it, it doesn't really matter what shape you are as long as you're putting in the work and you're taking care of your body, you can have any body type and still do this. So I think that's something that a lot of people underestimate because I don't look like a WWE, you know, female superstar or anything like that. I'm not tall. I'm not thin and, and look like a model, but I still go out there and I still work harder or at least as hard as anybody else. Yeah, but those those people at the end of it all usually has the rock bottom stories. So yeah, so it's sad, but yeah, just being like the model type has its consequences. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I know a lot of girls who look fantastic, and they work so hard to to look that way, and I I'm envious of them because even if if I work so hard like if I work 10 times harder than I already am I know my body type is never meant to look like that so I just have to try and find the best me that I can that's very inspirational you know that because I know everyone has like issues they look they look in the mirror and they're like eh, like turn off yeah. <laughs> yeah but that's very inspirational though I'm gonna keep that in mind I always try to strive for the six pack or whatever, and it never works. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, so you can have a six pack, but just because it's got a little extra protection on the outside doesn't mean that you still don't have that six pack down in there. You're just protecting it with a little cushioning. That's all. Yeah, if it's there, it's there. I'll be. I'm happy if it's just if it's there. Yeah. <laughs> so since you put it hundred percent into everything you do. How, out of that 100%, how much do you think is mental and how much is physical in the wrestling ring? It's more mental than physical. I will tell you that right off the bat. Um, your body will get to a point where it's like, okay, I don't know what you're trying to do to me, but I'm done. And when you get to that point in the match where you're tired and you're beat up and you're sore or even if it's not in the match, if it's in a full day of training, you know, you're exhausted, you can't breathe, you probably threw up in the trash can once or twice already. Your body is giving up on you, but you have to push past it here. And that's, I think, something that a lot of people don't understand about the professional wrestling business is there's so much mental strength that has to go into it that your physical strength is one thing but this this is like nine tenths of it it really really is i gotta ask because sometimes i'm a smart ass have you ever thrown up in the trash can before i almost did once um i was in the middle of doing a drill and i was like excuse me i have to go puke 
and I ran off, but I, I didn't, I got very close, but most people do at one point or another. And it's pretty common, <laughs> especially in the beginning. When I was training for my Spartan races, you know what Spartan races are, do you? Don't you? I've heard of them, but I'm not sure if I'm, I'm really familiar with what's in it. You're like a big like obstacle course. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And if you don't do an obstacle for Spartan, you have to do 10 burpees before you can continue. Oh. And I remember this, there was this guy in the gym that will always carry around a trash can with him because he will mm-hmm. work out every time he'll, get, he'll just throw up. Yeah. And he'll, and he'll keep going. It was like, usually after like third time, he'll stop. But he kept going. I was just like, you're nuts. <laughs> yeah. you're, just, you're just nuts. Well, there's a, there's a show where I saw a really great example of it um, not too long ago. Have you ever watched Letter Kenny? Yes, yes. I'm in the middle of the next yeah. the current season. The episode with Shorzy where he's just doing sprints back and forth in the ring and he, he goes one way, he goes the other way, he throws up and he goes right back at it again. And that's, that's the mentality you really have to have because your body will give up on you and you have to make sure that you can keep pushing yourself. Do you think the letter Kenny, uh, Kenny's kind of lost his touch a little bit? Yeah, I kind of feel like it has. It feels like they just kind of put episodes together for the last season or two. You don't really get a lot of that overarching story. But at least we got to see them beat up Dirks this season. That's true. That was good to see. That gave you the nice little feeling right here. <laughs> um, so- I, I have to watch the, the last episode yet. I haven't seen the last episode of the season, but... I think I'm like second or third one into this current season. I, I kind of binged them and then I just had to take a break before the last one. And I, I, have, I got kids who likes to watch Frozen and new cars and I've seen probably Cars 3 like 2,617 times. It's this. I, I, yeah. can't, well, I can't really grouse at that because I've watched Encanto twice in the last week or so. So. That's a good movie, actually. It took me a little. It took me like a, one or two times to get into it, but once mm-hmm. I got warmed up and into it, it I was actually impressed. Yeah, the the music is just insanely catchy. I know, too catchy. <laughs> so you mentioned you've done some work with social media before. Mm-hmm. How do you handle trolls? You know, people that go like, oh, wrestling's fake and think they're so cute and tough behind their own keyboard and, you know. I actually don't get too many of that type of troll. Um, A lot of female athletes will tell you, and actually it does happen to males too a lot of the time, but most of it is of a more personal nature from the trolls. Um, For instance, a good example, I woke up yesterday morning, I picked up my phone, I checked my messages and I had a message from somebody I've never met before on Instagram. And they're just like, are you transgender? I was like, is that how you start every conversation? Oh, okay. That's that was that's the exact look I'm pretty sure I had on my face. And things like that, or like people will just randomly message me to say something kind of rude and dirty. Or, you know, they'll be like, hey, want to date me? It's like, hey, I don't know you. Um, which that, that sounds exaggerated, but that, that happens. 
But that's and, balls, though. Just asking out on a date. That's balls. Yeah. And then you get, like, once in a while, you just get people who want to be mean, who just start messaging you, insulting you. And it's like, okay, I don't have time for you. Block. Block. Yeah. And, and most of the time, that's what it is. Like, either, either ignore them, and they'll just kind of go away on their own, or just block them, because what they want is attention. And if you give them the attention, they're just going to keep coming back. So... Sometimes you just gotta let them sit there and don't answer them. <laughs> also, that sounds sounds ignorant about you trans. It's like who cares? Yeah, it's like, really. I mean, they're, they're, they're like they're like you. They're like me. You know, it's who cares? Yeah, like why is why is that important? Like, hmm. I mean, if there was like a transgender promotion out there that was like well known. No, or something that's one thing but not yeah but not joe nobody who follows two people on instagram and that's it like (laughs) those those people (laughs) (laughs) so with so what's what would you say that was your favorite like your favorite insult that you got in that you're just like what the hell like one of the memorable ones or like what's some of the memorable insults that you see Somebody called me a slag once. That was that was memorable. <laughs> that's, another, that's another you look at your phone and Yeah, you're like Okay. Add that one to the vocabulary. Pretty <laughs> much like all the things you can call me. I'm insulted because you could call me something a lot cooler, but no, you had to call me that. That yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. But uh yeah, I mean, most of the time people aren't very creative. And that's, if you have a, I, not yeah. a and, <laughs> and like the guy yesterday with the, with the, are you transgender? Like, it doesn't, like, why does that matter? You know? Now like, I, I will say I'm an ally, but I, I'm not part of the community, but I, I know so many people from pretty much every color in the community. And I love every one of them. And I don't see what being, you know, part of the community makes you less in any way because it doesn't. I, I might have a little bit of an Irish temper, but I've always said that if you're cool with me, I'm cool with you. I don't care if you're white, black, Hispanic, Asian, transgender, transvestite, whatever. If you're cool with me, yeah. I'm cool with you. Don't be a dick. Yeah, because everyone's different. And if everyone was the same, life would be pretty boring. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because my sister just recently proposed to her transgender girlfriend. Oh. And they're they go wait a couple of years before they do it, but it's they're engaged. Oh, that's sweet. And I've always been behind them 100 percent since Robert decided to become Robin. How long have they been together? I think eight years. Oh wow! Probably, I think five of those years it was with as Robin. That's really cool. But my parents, you know, my parents are old school, and they get the whole, oh my god, like you know, the first thing my wife and I did, we called my sister. We were like, "You okay with it? Everything's cool." She said, "Yep, everything's great. They're happy. All right, cool." 
rock on. Don't, don't, call, don't call us for money for saying surgeries. Thank you. That's all we just said. That's what we said. But we know we were very supportive. We're like, you're happy. That's great. Yeah. It's, it's like, who cares, really? Love is love, man. I agree. I agree. So if professional wrestling never existed, what would you be doing? Um, probably music or art, because those are some of the things that, that I enjoy doing. Um, yeah. I try to like paint and stuff every so often and, or draw something and it's been a while, but I like doing that stuff. It's very relaxing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Meditation, really. Yeah. It helps if you have a good eraser. <laughs> I don't work so much in, in painting, but like if you're drawing. So years down the road, when you, you're done with professional wrestling, how would you like to be remembered? Um, actually, I think the way that you put it earlier, where, you know, just if you're watching my stuff, you can't help but smile. I just want to bring a little bit of light into somebody's day. I think if that can be something I can be remembered for, I'll be happy with that. Five years from now, what would you like to be doing? Five years from now, um, I'd still like to be doing this. You never know, though. You, you can't plan that far ahead in a career in wrestling. Um, but I think I, I would still like to be in the ring or at least helping that next generation find their footing. How has the COVID situation affected your career? Um, well, I live in Florida. And Florida has been very loose about a lot of the restrictions. Um, so it hasn't really affected too much. When the lockdown initially happened, it pretty much put my career on pause. Um, I had a title at the time that I end up, ended up having to vacate, um, which I was kind of bummed about because I hadn't really had a chance to defend it yet. And it put a stop to shows for, for quite a bit. So it felt rather empty. I, that's when I really started pumping up my social media a good bit because I, I wanted to put content out there to try to at least keep people connected somehow to wrestling. You know, even if, even if we couldn't be in the ring doing it, at least giving them some chance to, to connect with us still. So I put in like workout videos and things like that up and tried to work on getting my conditioning up a little bit since I couldn't be in the ring. Um, when shows started back up again, it was a little nerve wracking because you didn't know if people were going to be taking cautions or not. You know, it, it's still, and even now today, it's still around and you really have to be careful if, if you're going against somebody and they're sitting there hacking up a lung in the corner. It's like, do I really want to go and, you know, lock up with this person for 10 minutes? But you have to have a level of trust in, in the person you're working with. So you kind of just try to keep yourself as safe as you can and hope that they're going to do the same to you. Why did you have to vacate the title? 30 day pause? It, yeah, it was one of those things where um, the promotion wanted to start back up, but 
the lockdown was still technically in place and I wasn't comfortable going back into the ring yet at that point. So I had asked if, if we could wait, but they said, no, they're, they were going to vacate the titles and kind of just start everything back up again from scratch. Better than forcing you to wrestle. Yeah. I just like saying, hey, we're going to start over again. New era, new. So what's coming up for you in the future in Ignite Wrestling? Um, I should hopefully be coming back to Ignite this spring. Uh, they have a show coming up this weekend, actually, on Saturday. I'm not going to be there because I'm booked somewhere else. But that should be a really fun show. They've got a great card for it. And other promotions? The location is awesome. What's up? Uh, the, the location, the Walking Tree Brewery, where they always have their shows. It's such a cool venue. Sounds cool. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. What about other promotions? What's coming up for you in the other promotions? Um, this weekend, I actually have a double header. I have a match at Division Pro in Orlando on Saturday. And then Sunday, I'm in Sanford, Florida for a match starting uh, basically towards crowning the first women's championship for a promotion called EGCW. And social media, how can my audience follow you on social media? You can find me on most platforms. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, Twitter. I have a YouTube channel. And I have a Pro Wrestling Tees shop as well. Well, Miss Hayes, I appreciate your time today. Thank you very much for coming on. I will Thank you so much for having me. Uh, anytime. I look, anytime you have like a promo or something like that, you want to spread out even further, just shoot me a DM with it and I'll put, share it on my podcasting platforms. Okay, yeah. I had one actually for the beginning of the year I might send you. Yeah, go ahead because it would be up within like next day or two. Okay, cool. Because I try, I mean, it's, it's small stuff like that. I try to help, you know, people like you out. I mean, it's, okay. And that's not like a big deal, but I just try my best. I really appreciate it. I appreciate everything you do. Thank you very much. You take care of yourself. Thank and you. We'll talk soon. Okay. Hey, right, bye-bye. Bye.